Welcome to the Cooking with Jesse season of Books That Make This Better. My name is Kayla Joe. I'm sorry. I'm Megan. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> Megan. I'm Megan. And I'm Jesse. Oh, God. This is going really well, we're guys. Off, we're off to a hot start here, guys. This is because I'm we're. i around and see if I get more internet. That's because we're about to throw nuts over cottage cheese before we got this show need, kicked off. I need to clarify that when you say throw nuts, they mean fisticuffs. Yeah. When you throw said nuts, I was like, what does throw nuts mean? Were they going to like, I thought you were going to do karate or something. Oh, we were going to fight. know what you were doing today. We were going to fight. Now I get that it is short for nuts. I feel like it'd be very, it'd be very stepbrothers-like. Like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm still recovering from a cat bite, like, so... I can't punch really hard right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what keeps you from punching hard. <laughs> the cat bites. Always the cat bites. Um, okay, so we're finally going to dig into 101 Things I Learned in Culinary School. And I have decided that I am going to read my assigned chapters and then blind react to the rest of it. Because that's I'm, that's how I'm going to do all of this. I love that. I love it. I do, too. I think it's going to be awesome. Yep. Uh, I am I am in charge of four to six and am very pleased about the chapters that I got. So just so everybody knows that. <laughs> She's very excited. <laughs> All right. Um, who's starting? I'm just excited who's starting? to do I think it's me. So oh, it's yes. me. Um so I assigned myself the author's notes and the first three kind of learnings or posts or tips or whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, first, I'm super excited to do something that obviously I'm very passionate about, but also just kind of lighthearted fun and I think can be very relatable uh, for our listeners. Keenan, our listeners, hopefully. <laughs> our listeners. <laughs> shout shout no, out. Kidding. <laughs> um, so in the buildup of the author's notes, he basically just kind of outlines um, the reasoning behind the book and the fact that the culinary profession is something that is, you know, ever-changing and you can never know everything about it, which I feel like is oh, every profession. And so the book just aims to provide some insight into the many facets of the culinary world um, as a business, as an art form, looking at things like terminology and cooking techniques and um, presentations. So there's a lot in there that I think people can use even at home if they don't do it um, or don't, aren't cooking professionally. We believe the power to change lives is within ourselves. We believe with the right attitude, anything can be accomplished. We believe the amount of knowledge and insight available is limitless. But we don't think life should be taken too seriously. Books that make us better. An Alpha Media Podcast. So um, he starts off the number one, and I don't think it's in any particular order, but the first thing he learned in culinary school is that there's only two ways to cook. And this is something that I love to uh, use as like an, and not that my students listen, but giveaway first day activities here. I have them list kind of all the ways that you could cook something and try to figure out, like categorize them because you can really only cook something using dry heat or everyone's favorite word, moist heat. Mm. We need like, we need a sound effect then. Moist yeah. heat. Um, and so, <laughs> yes, moist heat. So the fact what, that- like a dripping uh, faucet? <laughs> what kind of sound effect uh, do we need? Tell me I'm, and I'll put it in. I mean, I the dripping faucet actually speaks to me now. 
<laughs> or like, like is there the sound of a sponge steam? like yeah like a sponge oh, like a sponge. oh gross <laughs> gross <laughs> moist <laughs> or like put it on like uh so i like it like stutter so it's like moist or something <laughs> <laughs> Please something like that. make it happen. Yeah. Mama, mama, boys. Uh, so dry heat being like your pan frying, your grilling, your broiling, roasting, baking. But here's the one that always trips everybody up. Deep frying is a dry heat cooking method because when you're cooking in fat, fat is not considered like a liquid it's so hard to grasp because when you actually put something in a deep fryer and you think about water and oil they don't mix and so the the food item that's pushing out moisture is repelling the oil that's cooking it and so like it's so hard for people like especially my students to be like well no you submerge it in a liquid and i'm like if it's a fat it's not a moist heat method of cooking i disagree S- but like, let's go on science says that's a liquid science i don't yes i don't know but so I the other thing i'm picking it up the other thing that i try to remind them is anytime you're using dry heat cooking and just like he says the result of the cooking method usually is browning or some type of color on the surface so then i'm like think about that with frying you can't when you put something in a fryer it comes out a darker color, a darker shade, caramelized, crispy. Whereas you, you, when you're using moist heat, things like water or stock or liquids, those things tend to be pale. They're usually softer um, in texture and somehow um, usually a little bit more tender depending upon the cut that you use. And then that gets into a whole nother laundry list of things. And then my favorite, which I think is also Midwestern, is the combination where you combine the two. So typically when people cook like in a crock pot, they could be using like combination because they might sear their roast and then put it in the crock pot and then it's moist heat in the crock pot moist again the word um so that was his number one and i agree with that and i think most people don't they overcomplicate it and think that there's like oh so many ways to cook but there's actually only two you're just using a version of one of the two so interesting yeah Anytime a recipe calls for searing meat and it's a crockpot recipe, I don't. You because skip this. I do because <laughs> I use the crockpot yes. because it's easy. Like if I'm doing a crockpot meal, it's because our night is busy and I literally <laughs> want to dump, turn it on and go. So, so not, it doesn't really have, in my opinion, have any impact on texture. You do not maximize your flavor potential of that particular mm. item. I don't think my kids care. No, exactly. Yes. Um, and that's um, usually mom, oh, you didn't maximize the flavor potential. <laughs> I'm waiting for one of them. To that. It's gonna no, be Liam. Wait. Liam. It will sure. be no, Liam. I it's gonna be no, it's gonna be Annalise because she's gonna be a freshman, isn't she? Yes. She's gonna be in my wheelhouse oh, and then I'm gonna send her home and she's just gonna be a little terror in the kitchen. If you oh, teach her things, Jesse. <laughs> If you if you do your job, Jesse, how dare you teach her things? That's the every single parent teacher conference I've ever had has always started with my kid always tries to correct me in the kitchen now, and I'm like, how cool is that? How cool is that that they came they came home? Says the person with no kids. How cool is that? 
that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, they came home and wanted to show you what they learned in school. When has that happened? Like, when's the last time that happened? And they're okay. like, oh, yeah, I guess never. And now I feel like an asshole. Yeah, because I'm like, your 14 to 18 year old wants to show you what they learned in school. That literally hasn't happened since they were in like prior preschool maybe at preschool elementary school yeah yes. so i'm like please don't uh extinguish their flame like they're just so excited to show you so let them boss you around it's fine <laughs> yeah, um, I cookware um buying pans is something that i think very uh gives people a lot of anxiety and so they do gravitate towards that match set because it's easy mm -hmm. and they think they get Everything that they need, which I think for beginners and even more today, now people are or companies are providing match sets that have multiple surfaces. Um, but I think a lot of what people don't know is how surfaces perform. So like if you're trying to get a certain result in your cooking, you need whatever the, the right surface or the right material. Um, so, uh, he talks about the fact that, um, lighter pans are usually preferred when you're sauteing or trying to pan flip and heavier ones are when you're trying to maintain temperature in general, I usually tell people the lighter weight, the pan, the cheaper it is, the quicker you're going to have to replace it. Oh, so like the 10, the $10 pan, at you know, target. Yeah, that's great. But you're going to replace it in six months, maybe a year, depending upon how often you use it. Whereas if you chose something a little bit more expensive it would probably last you longer mm. um do you guys use cast iron I do. we do i have yeah uh, i have a cast iron skillet and then an enameled cast iron dutch oven Ooh, nice yes. yes i do too yeah and i i use the the dutch oven a lot in the winter time but same my cast iron, I personally refuse to clean it, so that's Keenan's oh. job. Whenever I it mean, gets, you don't really have to clean well, it. You like know? take care of it, you know, with yeah. the season, you know, season oh, it. I make him do that because I don't want to deal with it. So. I just rub it on and walk away. <laughs> and then I when I smell it, I'm like, not Ooh. right. <laughs> he didn't like yeah, the way I, I did it. So, what did you do that he didn't like? Well, I mean, like I just like rub the oil on it and walk away from it. But like he heats it up on the stovetop and like. Oh, well, I, I do put it. I put it on low heat oh, and then I walk. I don't. Away. I don't. Well, so I just have to it. You have to put the heat on it. <laughs> she goes, no, I don't. Oh um, no. Oh okay. <laughs> I would no. say I don't have. I of all the pans, so he listed stainless steel, aluminum, cast iron, carbon steel, and copper. I have all of that. I don't have any aluminum because that's just not. Mm -mm. Uh, and I don't weird. know if that, yeah, and it's lightweight and it dense and it's like cheap, but everything else we have, have an example have of carbon it. steel. I don't even know what that would be. Carbon steel. Um, so it's very similar to cast. It's actually, that would be the most, um, I think industry linked, like mm. carbon steel pans are, I'll have to take a, I should take a picture of them. We like have them at the restaurant cause they heat up really quick. And so mm -hmm. they allow you to cook fast so okay. carbon most people would not have carbon steel at home but a restaurant would have that that's cooking to order i'm Kayla, what kind of, of pans copper. you got copper yeah copper? i think they're more de they're more decorative now than anything oh, okay good what are they well, kayla what are they do you know what they are Nonstick. what do they call that Calphalon? <laughs> i don't know guys i have chef mike in an air fryer <laughs> oh my god i'm i'm glad chef mike stuck yeah <laughs> mic microwaves 
are chef mics. So, I mean, I really don't know what else to tell you. I already fucked up when I bought a matching set of pots. What about um, when you what about when you boil water? What does that look like? I don't know, it's heavy and it's round. So, <laughs> those are the things that I know. I and it that. does end up boiling water. So, that's the job. It does Excellent. the job. Um, I have a pan specifically and only for eggs. Yes, I do too. I don't mess with my egg pan. No, no, it will only be used for eggs. And that is all. And also I clean it very rarely. Because I I don't like, I don't clean it very often. Well, it's kind of a, it's not cast iron, but I think it's like enamel maybe. I'm not yeah. sure. It was some cheap, weird pan that I got once. And anyway, it has to be, but it has to be seasoned, oh. which I thought was weird. I don't, cause I don't, it's not like cast iron, but it's also has to be seasoned. So I don't know. I don't know. I'll send a picture. Anyway, I don't clean it very often because I feel like it gets all the eggs like stick to it if I clean it too often. Yeah. So I just try to like keep it kind of oiled up and nice and I don't put it away. It's always on my <laughs> So I, I couldn't handle that. I secretly want like I couldn't I handle it. I want to buy those. Okay. Like no, I can't. I um, it's hard because like I think mine uh audio's off compared to other people. Oh, like I, you're I turn my lagging. camera off to make it like yeah. Yeah. So I keep interrupting people. I'm sorry. Hey, if you guys quit, if you guys quit using pots and pans, it saves a lot of stress on the seasoning. Like if we all just went into the air fryer, you guys would not have to worry about any of this. (laughs) All right. None of it. Sold. (laughs) Thanks for coming to my TED talk. (laughs) Um, I also don't put my cast iron skillet away, Lydia. They sit on my stove. What? Yep. Um, unless Keenan's coming through to take pictures of my house when I'm trying to sell it. Uh, I, but also, um, I consider my cast iron skillet a weapon, so that's oh, why I like absolutely. To I need my I need my stove top to be cleared. I need my sinks to be emptied. I need my countertops to be picked up, and that do very rarely happens. So I can do two of the three, and oh. not often. Anywho, the copper, go back to that, Jesse, because I feel like copper pans like freak me out and I wouldn't do it because I'd be like, I'm afraid I'm going to ruin it or something. Yeah, I think they're more like, like I said, decorative than anything. And a lot of companies are just doing copper, like plated, like the exterior is Mm. copper. So you get the aesthetics of copper, but the Mm. interior is stainless steel. Um, Michael has had copper pans and we have some still but i they're not the ones that i gravitate to i just they're i don't they're not my favorite for and no particular reason i guess i want to know though does anybody get sucked into the gimmicky ones on tv like who's got the co- like copper chef pans who <laughs> nobody's no. bought any of those the as seen no. on tv ones no i like i uh, mean they look cool and stuff but i've never man i'm them, jesse no, I want to though. Mm. I always know if I like come home with one, I'm going to be shamed by the other person that lives in this house. <laughs> Sunny, uh, I knew it. Yeah, Sunny. <laughs> he judges the cookware. <laughs> um, yeah, I, this uh, makes me. This chapter makes me feel better for not having a matching set. Yes, because I like I. We started with them a matching set, and then we got a stainless steel like set, 
But then like I slowly got rid of the things that I don't like I don't mm-hmm. need. And then I started adding in pans to the way that I liked. So Yes, that's me feel better. Hey, you're one step closer to the profession professional <laughs> cooking. Um <laughs> is your guys' next one about the different pan types? Nope. Um what- it's oh well, griddle, I have a riddle and a grill. A grill. Yeah. So like saute pans. Yes. Yes. Okay, so this is my last one then, right? Yeah. Yes. Um okay, so it says a griddle is not a grill, a saucepan is not a saucier, and a skillet is not a saute pan. And the illustration shows the difference. But basically the only difference is the angle of where the pan bottom meets the edges, and then mm. that indicates or helps with whatever function the pan is supposed to have. So I, I kind of chuckle a little bit when people like make, you know, like sauces and things like that in a skillet and then are a little bit agitated when things like splatter and stuff like that. But like, that's what that pan was intended to do. Mm-hmm. And so part of it is like not using the right piece of equipment. Um, and most people don't pay a lot of attention to the angle at which the bottom and the side of the pan meet and how that might impact how things cook or evaporate or um like if you something with straight sides is meant for things that need to like simmer down or bubble and it'll keep things from splattering whereas things with slope sides are meant for like quick evaporation and to help you pan toss so pan edges and those slopes can have an impact on Maybe not necessarily the way the item is cooked, but how quickly it can cook and how easily it is to move around. So like when you're making a sauce or something that has a lot of sauce that you need to stir, you want something with a sloped edge versus a straight edge because then things won't get stuck and burn. Yeah. I need one of those pans. I don't have that. Oh, you need a saucier. I need it. Yeah. I'm going to make it happen. Let me tell you. So I thought that's kind of, again, just one of those things that like a little change can make a difference. Um, pan tossing, especially because that's how we move food in pans. So I, sloped edges. That sounds like a mess. Potentially. Yeah, that's, that's how we move things in pans. We flip it. <laughs> you guys saw me do it last week. I don't want to act like I'm a professional. But. Are we against spatulas? No. Because I use that. Yeah, do we love a good spatch, Jesse? I mean, are we good with that? I mean, I'm good with I'm good with a spatch, but I definitely that's actually my day one lesson is pan tossing, and the kids love it because it's day the first one? thing. Yeah, damn. Can, Prep for I, dirty kitchen, Lydia. You, <laughs> I can't pan toss. They Mm-mm. love it, and it's okay to be like I just teach them right away that it's okay to be messy and things to fall as long as we clean it up. It's not a big deal. And they just get so excited to do it. And then they take it so seriously that they like get so mad if something falls out of their pan. <laughs> and so then it's so funny. But if you teach technique, like it's they, it's fine. They don't do that bad. I start with toast and like get them oh. to flip a piece of bread from one side to the other. Mm-hmm. And then we move up to rice and beans. And then we have like a what? Rice, rice and beans? You jump yeah. from toast to rice and beans? What are, you flip, what are you flipping rice and beans in? In a, in why? a skillet. Why well, would you do that? So, so you put, you. oh my gosh, I love it. You guys need to come to class. Um, you put, uh, I put like a quarter of a cup of rice and a quarter of a cup of beans. And then you, when you pan toss, you see how food mixes. So like if you just stir, it's different than if you pan toss, but also the fact that I can be way more efficient 
than having to stop and find my spatula for that if I have multiple things going on at a time, which they're not going to for a long time. But they start to see, like, they make those little connections of, oh, I get why they do it now. It's not just mm. Gordon Ramsay trying to be cool on TV. It serves a purpose and makes them more efficient. Literally, okay, let's, hold on. Let's take this back for a second. I have lived my life the last quite a few years in the rice and bean game, okay? It makes a nice protein. <laughs> and never once have I thought to myself, I wonder how these mix together. Like never one time, never. <laughs> no, one. no, no. We. It's not. It's just for visual. It's not. They're, and they're yeah, not they're not cooked. actually cooking. They're just. It's no, just a it's visual. Yeah, uncooked after, rice after and it's uncooked beans. It's not them cooked together. This shit's all out of my league. What this is this this book's gonna make me need Botox even worse because all I'm doing <laughs> is this face. I don't get it. <laughs> like I'm doing this face the entire time. My 11s are worse, and now I'm gonna need Botox. You're beautiful. Yeah, the way you and are. I think for the average, the average home cook, pan tossing is more of just for like flair and like to impress your friends. But like in a professional kitchen, like it is a way of life because you have so many things on hmm. at the same time. Okay, it's anyway, a way of life. All right, who's, who's next? Yes. Um, Lydia, right? Am I third? Or is Kayla? I'm last. I, oh, I think okay. Kayla was next. Oh, it's me. The chapters I read. Excellent. Let me tell you why cooking's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter four. A restaurant kitchen is a military operation. And I noped <laughs> out at that point. I thought, this is not for me. And so uh, basically, it lays out all the different uh, jobs in a kitchen, which I would not qualify for any of. <laughs> um, we've got executive chef. That's Max. Max is the executive chef. Uh, in charge of every aspect of the kitchen, including the menu, recipes, supplies, equipment, vendors, and staffing. Wow. Okay. Uh, What's this? The expediter? Yeah. Um, okay. They are cleaning up smudges off plates, so that's extreme. We've got the sous chef, which is the second in charge. Uh, we call them an executive chef in training, so they hire and schedule personnel. Uh, we've got the station chefs and the line cooks, so they uh, prepare food upon order. Yeah, uh, that feels overwhelming. And then we've got the prep cooks, um, which I would potentially qualify for. Um, that's measuring ingredients, cutting meats them out, <laughs> unless you're separating meats with a knife. Frozen's. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that I can do. Um, <laughs> or monitoring soups that I maybe could do. So, I don't know. It looks, the soup looks good. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's looking good, everybody. No problem. I tasted it. I liked it. Yeah. And then I dipped the spoon back in. So, we're good. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh my okay. God. So, those are all the jobs in the kitchen, but it talks about how, um, it's a brigade system and i at that point was like that's too much that's a lot um okay so number five we're going kitchen lingo and this is where i really got into this <laughs> um 
Am I going to start using these phrases in just my life? Yes. 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 I was very excited by this chapter, too. Uh, Oh, my God. So was I. If I am not using down the Hudson, a.k.a. (laughs) the garbage disposal. uh, Hey, where'd all that rice go? Down the Hudson. I feel feel like we should say down the Mississippi, though. Down the Mississippi. (laughs) Because it's definitely not going in the Hudson. Oh my god. That oh, I'm a good one. So excited for this. Okay, so we have all day, which legit doesn't make that much sense to me, but that's the total number of items being prepared. Hold on, I'm going to shut the door. <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't get this one either. I was like, okay, but there's like two that are rare and one's medium, but you're going to say three burgers all day. When are you going to tell them that one of them <laughs> one was medium and the other two are rare? Well, as they call it out. Like, yeah. Oh. Oh. So what we got? Five steaks all day. Yeah, and then they'll yeah, yeah, and then they'll say like three medium rare, two medium. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? They'll call out that. There's yeah, no so like as the person's pulling the meat out from like where it's oh. stored, they know to grab five, and then they but, find out. But then does the all day start over? Like we grab five steaks, and now we're back to a different all day. Like now we're at seven all day. So or now read- are we at thirteen all day? Well, no, they'll read a ticket and all day is what's on the entire ticket. So mm-hmm. they'll like say, they'll say like order, new order or ticket or whatever. And then they'll say, you know, two, like if it's five burgers, they'll say five burgers all day. So then someone starts grabbing the five patties. And then as they're getting that, they get the information about how to cook them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, next we got check the score. Check the score <laughs> uh, which is the number of tickets that need to be prepared. Then we're back to down the Hudson. In the garbage disposal. Um, Dragon. I am all for this one, which is when someone's being a piece of shit. Hey, the fries are dragon. Um, Drop, which means start cooking. I've used the word drop in the kitchen multiple times. It never had anything to do with starting. Uh, It always. Don't drop that. Had to do when things went wrong. It was more of like a past tense. Like this uh, dropped. Um, okay. <laughs> Next, we've I got love this. we've got family meal, uh, which is uh-huh. the most bo- most boring of all of these. But things. also adorable. Yeah, that's we- where Chef, Chef Mike comes in. <laughs> family meal. Uh, Chef Mike. That's what. What does it actually say for family meal? It says uh, a meal prepared for the staff to eat prior to or after a shift. Yes, we I've do never worked at a restaurant that does at that. Cattlemen's. That's so oh my cool. gosh, we do it at Cattlemen's. It's the best thing ever. Family meal and staff meal is like, it's very European. So Jeffrey that's and Michael cool. were very adamant that we have staff meal every night. That's cute. And I love that. That's it's the best. It is. Do you do best. it before or after? We do after. Okay. Before um, just okay, doesn't cool. make sense. So mm-hmm. here's another one I've used in the kitchen frequently: fire. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which means start cooking, but with more urgency. Example, (laughs) fire the burgers. Um, (laughs) Next, we have get me a runner, which is find someone to take this food to the table now. Now. Uh, Next, (laughs) we've got in the weeds, which is running behind. This one I love, make it cry, a.k.a. add onions. Yeah, I love Uh, you. Next, we have the man, which is the health inspector. And then lastly, we have on a rail or on the fly. That's extreme urgency. Get me two soups on the fly. <laughs> you could do this, Kayla. You're no, hired. I know. I'm. Thank you. Um, I could just MC the kitchen if that's what you mean for me. <laughs> so 
next we're moving on to number six the only reason that i know how to fucking pronounce this is because we talked about this last time so we're to mise en place which is the practice or a philosophy um which means putting in place and i actually didn't read this chapter but if i'm remembering what we talked about last time it was get your shit together before you start (laughs) yes facts that's it that is the best but it's like everything it's everything like i there's some dishes that i will like pre-measure out the spices that i need if yes. it's like that Good complicated Lord, who are you i or have to move quickly go fast. Each step. yeah yeah this sounds so Curry. much more <laughs> difficult than the microwave ramen that i cook it, it is <laughs> All right. interesting i'm going to i'm i'm going to have keenan specifically read this page because him cooking is so hectic and like oh. stresses me out no. and like he doesn't I I time things like I need it to come out at the same time and like all these parts of the the meal. Mm-hmm. So um, he stresses me out. I'm gonna make him read this. Hey, well, he he's hearing you right now. He will be hearing me. <laughs> hey Lydia, come cook with me. <laughs> no, I cannot. <laughs> you and Tina no. can cook together. Those dogs just let you themselves right in. That was adorable. <laughs> Oh, you guys saw that? Yep. Yeah. Max, Max knows how to open the door. I have that shut. Smart so, boy. Um, oh, yeah. Hey, can we just have a hot second? Because yeah. I don't really get sad about a lot of celebrity deaths, but I did feel yeah. kind of sad about Anthony Bourdain. This yes. sad because we knew he suffered from depression. So yes. it's, it's makes it really sad that, yeah. And wasn't, um, and then like Kate Spade wasn't that. M- it was kind of in that same time ish frame. I don't oh, know. Yeah, I forgot about that. Died. And that one hit me too. Yeah. Just, I mean, like her, her bags are like the only expensive bags I would spend money on if I was mm. going to spend money on a bag. Yeah. And I've like loved her stuff since high school. And that was like a hard one to even just know that she was that sad and that, yeah. like in that space. I and I agree. That. Anthony Mordain, though, to, to like know that a person is at that level is very. Yeah. Yeah, I loved Anthony Bourdain. Um, yeah. Oh man, did you? We haven't read it yet. No, no. But the um, oh. what's what's his, what the hell is this fucking show called? Roadrunner. No, or no? Have you watched the documentary? No, no. I'm talking about his other his actual show that he did. Um, um, he had parts parts unknown on CNN, and then oh yeah. yeah, he had um before that he had. Kitchen Confidential, which was his yes. book that they turned oh, into yeah. a series. You guys have to watch Roadrunner. It's so good. Okay. It's like mind blowing, like his story and it, like even it? for people, it was a CNN documentary, oh. but like you yep. can do it on like Amazon. Okay. I, w- where did, I, um, I can't the- even remember where I streamed it, but it's so good. I watched, I think I've watched it twice already. Oh, nice. The yeah. one, maybe it's parts unknown, but like his, the first season, first episode, they make him go to Iceland when it's like, there's no sunlight. And I, that we watched that either right before we went to Iceland last year or right after. Anyway. So he, at some point he has like the fucking shark and the, his face facts. It is that gross. It is so bad. We oh, we the tried like it. fermented shark. It's it's like yeah, it's like fermented, but you like you put it in your mouth and it's like ammonia coming out your Ugh. nose. Ugh. It nope. hurt, and it just stuck with you forever. It was terrible. It was terrible. No. Anyway, um, 
yeah, I felt like everything he did in Iceland <laughs> checked out. That's pretty much it. There's not much there. <laughs> it checked out. <laughs> um, okay, so but so number seven is just a quote from Anthony Bourdain talking about mise en place, basically. Yes. So I'm just going to read it. The universe is in order when your station is set up the way you like it. You know where to find everything with your eyes closed. Everything you need during the course of the shift is at the re- at the ready at arm's reach. Your defenses are deployed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was from Kitchen Confidential. Anyway, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's how I operate in my kitchen. I need, like, I want to know exactly where my things are. And then when I'm working, like when I'm, or when I'm making something, I have it all right there. Cause it's just easier. It's less chaotic. Yep. So, and also I feel like you can make less dirty dishes if you pull out all your things right away. Yes. Do you clean as you're cooking or do you pile mm-hmm. everything up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I clean as I'm cooking. Yeah. I clean as I'm cooking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so then the next one that I have is call it out. Um, so basically, exactly that. When you are in the kitchen um, with people, you got to holla when you're got like a knife, when you're walking with a knife or you're opening the oven or whatever. Um, basically, they're like saying, excuse me, isn't going to cut it. You got to be got to be loud <laughs> and in yep. charge, which makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. Well, these people are going to get hurt. Um, and then I think this is my last little one. Um, five knives will do 95% of the work, which I found this one interesting um, because I have far too many knives and I don't know what to do with them all. <laughs> Way too many. <laughs> um, uh, but the let's start it. I'm going to start at the top. It has a little um, graphic. So they have the pairing knife which I hope everybody's familiar with. Kayla, Kayla yep. Joe knows it. This is what she uses to separate those turkey patties. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> pairing knife is actually used to cut fruits and vegetables, not for separating turkey patties. Um, the I think none of these are going to say that they're for that. Just so you know. Uh, just for the record, I use steak knives. <laughs> There's no steak <laughs> knife on here. So For the turkey patty or all the time? <laughs> okay. What kind of uncultured swine do you think I am? Um, because the knives that I've seen pictures of are not steak knives. Oh, the ones with rust on them? Yeah, the ru- the rusted <laughs> handle. No, the rusted blade with the plastic handle. God, mind your business. <laughs> you gotta stop sending pictures, Kayla. Oh my god. I don't even know what they're called. Like, you're doing not- you're doing squats on Friday until you die. <laughs> that- oh my gosh. Um, um, the, no. the knife that was just described. I it sounds like a horror a, movie. This is a garden knife. Do you want me to knife? Do you guys want me to go get it? Please get yeah. the evidence. Yes, okay, because I good. don't. I don't even know what people call this type of knife. Okay, like Megan, you keep going. I, I have pictures, so I, I got keep this. going. Let me. Go. Okay. Next is the boning knife. Um, so this is a firm, firm blade, and this is how you get meat off the carcass. I'm gonna need one of those because I've been doing the wrong thing all the time. <laughs> Fillet knife. I hate fish, so this isn't gonna be in my life. Um, it's, um, it's pliable, it's bendy, um, and it could be straight or curved and is for filleting fish. Um, the French knife, I have like four of these for no reason. Um, this is a large knife. Um, it's versatile and use it for chopping, slicing, dicing, mincing, 
cutting cutting things that's what i use it for i well, yeah why don't you use it very often no i use it all the time this is oh. my like, i have like four of them because it's okay. my go-to knife I, yes 100 percent. the one i use all the time yeah um and then the serrated slicer not just for bread also for <laughs> tomatoes and pineapple yes um so basically they're saying you need f these five knives in your life um, yeah. and just buy, buy good, high quality ones. Don't buy a bunch like this, <laughs> like me. Okay. Yeah. What are those? Is, that's a steak knife. It's a steak. No, knife. no, oh. no, the other it's even, no, where's the smaller ones, the uh, even smaller ones that are like, they, okay, uh, they, first of all, probably in the dishwasher. Cause I use that. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the knife I was speaking of, but similar. it's weird that she's cradling it like a baby. Well, no, I'm just trying to get a good, uh, uh -huh. I got the window in front of me, so I need to know like what's the brand? A uh, color splash. <laughs> 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 oh my god! Stainless China Forty One. Fuck yeah! That's what I have. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> oh my god! So I'm... if you want to do cooking right, get yourself some color splash knives. Cooking with Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> yes that's your dream yes it's gonna be like 90s intro like bim, 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 cooking with kayla oh my god <laughs> and i will be wearing a windsuit <laughs> <laughs> of color splash knives <laughs> oh my god um and that's that's the end of my section um, and then we carry yes. on with knives and we talk about the anatomy of a knife and that knife blades mm. are mostly made of stamped or forged metal. Um, and so stamped knives are lighter and less expensive, but they can lack the quality that a forged knife can have. And those knives are crafted with extreme heat to temper the steel um they i didn't know that like i didn't know that a knife had all these different name or like all these parts had different names um mm -hmm. so that was interesting because like i just knew like it had a handle and it had a blade but <laughs> there's a belly yeah there's a heel and a bolster and i didn't know those things yeah. so that was that was interesting because like i don't i didn't know that at all I think um, I've heard of Tang. That's like it. A Tang? Yeah, the Tang where is where like that's yeah. the metal part that's inside the handle, right? Is that right? Yes. Oh, okay. look at you. Go, girl. And then yeah, um, Megan's like Yeah. Did you go to culinary school? I did not. No. Nope. Yeah. You just know things. I do sometimes. That's it. And then then we talk about um, the proper way to hold the knife and you want to grip it with like your thumb on. Okay. Let me get this right because I don't want to mess it up. You have to rest your th thumb on one side um, at the juncture of the blade and the handle and you let your middle ring and pinky fingers grip the handle just naturally on the other side. Naturally. Just naturally. Never rest your index finger on top of the blade because it will um, increase your wobbling and you won't have the accuracy and the power that you need to God, use the knife. It, that's so true. 
<laughs> lived Need. it. This is lived it experience. Needs the power. <laughs> okay. That chapter is um, called Shake Hands with a Knife, which is how I yes. landed up in urgent care. So. <laughs> <laughs> Shake hands with the knife. <laughs> oh you my just, god! Yeah, you didn't hold it the right way. You held oh. it. Now you know. Oh, you know. But it worked. I have the scar to show you what a quality Say. knife that was. <laughs> that one wasn't a. That one wasn't a color splash. Dang it. Um, so I really feel like we need to do some of these, uh, podcasts in person because in my, I knife, in my knife sets at school, I put a stamp steel and a forged steel knife, the same style in the set. And I have the kids use them and I have them ask, like, or I have them think about like, which one do you prefer to use and why various things. Mm. And they always pick the forge. They always pick the forged steel knife. Because of, like, the heft of it makes it easier to use, but also makes it more, like, efficient when they're using it. And they're like, why is this knife better? And we get into the, it's forged, and it's a higher quality. They're, they can tell right away. Um, so, it's seeing that. And then the, the grip is, do you guys have the same picture? Like, a yes and a no picture? Yes. Okay. So, the, the no, I call the accuser because you're pointing uh, at people yeah so don't put mm. don't put your finger on the top of the blade or the spine of the blade mm. and point or accuse people point at people because you don't have the, uh, the stability that you do if you pinch grip is what we call it mm. so pinching up on the blade and you can never cut yourself holding your knife that way you can cut yourself though if you hold it the using the accuser style or I also have the Exc- the Excalibur grip is when you just grip it like you're going to sword fight someone. Oh. And we also we also don't do that. That's a no-no. Uh. <laughs> I do that. I do that. So, Excalibur. Yeah. And got <laughs> no, Did you get stitches? No stitches. No, I got glued. Oh yeah, glue. Yeah. So yeah, knives it good knives though will change your life. Rob, like in the kitchen. I Rob totally just had us buy it. one. Yeah, we like, okay, so I've had this one chef knife forever that I really loved. And Rob recently discovered that it's, I don't know what the brand is, okay? I don't know, but it's evidently a really good quality, which explains why I've loved it for so long and I've had it for so long. Yeah. Anyway, the next one he made us get was from like the American Test Kitchen website or something. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it was a really nice, I don't know how to, it looks like a, it's not a chef knife. It has a flat end. It's probably a Santoku or a, is it a slicer? It might be. It's not. A, I don't think it's a Santoku because it doesn't go like this. It does. It's okay. like, like a flat rectangle. on both sides. Yeah, it's like a rectangle. Yeah, I have one of like those a, too. But not like a butcher knife. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, but, not a cleaver. Yeah, it has like, like a cleaver. Like it's not a cleaver. It's skinnier. It's like, it's like what is this? Three oh. inches? Mm-hmm. Two, two and a half inches? All right. You I'm going to go, I'm gonna have go to get see it? this. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's God, show each other like knives. Show and tell tonight. <laughs> I love this. I can't wait till we get to the cheese chapters. Yes. Let's. No, then everybody has to show their cheese drawer. I can't yeah. wait. Oh my god. Good <laughs> to know. Lydia's face. Get prepared. <laughs> yeah. You got a lot of options in there, Lydia. Show. Show what? your cheese drawer. <laughs> show us your cheese drawer. Oh, she's back. <laughs> a cheese. Yeah, I have one of those. What is that? Oh yeah, 
Sorry, hold don't on. actually know the name. It's similar it's a to a Santoku, but it's yeah. Henkels yeah, Henkels are good. Henkels. Christopher yep. Kimball for Henkels International. Um, it's yep. stainless so, steel and six inches. Yep. And you can tell by so see the uh, circles on the handle. Yes. So that's a full tang. And then the little metal piece right at the top is the bolster. You can see how the, the handle extends or the knife blade extends through the handle. That's oh. a really good indicator of like quality and that helps balance your knife. Mm-hmm. Jesse, I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. Word for yeah. word. The only thing that is sad about having to explain Tang is kids don't get the reference of the drink. That's Aww. all I was thinking about. Yeah. Wah, wah. Wah, so that wah. that joke doesn't hit like you think it would. Shoot, that's lame. <laughs> Cut that joke right out. Too bad. I, ha- I had to. Damn. <laughs> Took it off the playlist. <laughs> you can use it here. Yeah. Our listeners tang. will know. Oh my gosh. When you have Annalise, she likes Tang. Perfect. So, She'll yes. get it. We're yes. bringing it back. Hey, I let I, them know that I'm all for pity laughs. You can pretend to laugh. I to have had to feelings. buy that. She heard she was outside my closet door. She just goes, I like what? <laughs> Tang. Tang. I like what? Can you buy it, Ivy? The orange juice drink? Oh, she says. Can I, can I finish? Can I finish? Um, <laughs> anywho, I have one page left that I have to cover. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry. It is about the size that you cut food that you're, yes. or like how to cut food that you're you know, preparing so that, um, food needs to, or, uh, cuts should be two and a half inches or smaller because larger than that are difficult to fit into the mouth. And Mm. I totally agree with this. I cut things small. I like make sure my ground beef is like very fine when it's (laughs) cooking. Like I do not like big chunks of things when I eat. Um, but anyways, it, it explains like a small dice, a medium dice, and a large dice. And I know that those words are probably French, which I am not very good at. Brunoise? Yeah, Brunoise. Uh, Massadois? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, how to say the it. medium dice? No, they don't. I don't. I've actually never even heard anybody use that term. What was the other one? I should ask Michael fun. to say it. Oh, yeah, because he can yeah. speak French. Yeah. yeah. British people. Fancy. Have him say Ugh. that. <laughs> yeah. I'll make What's him come downstairs and large all these. dice. I've yeah. I've yeah, never so. used either of those. I've only ever used Brinois and then like Batnay, Julien. We don't ever use the medium or large dice uh, terms. Hey, say that again. Which one? The Julien. Julien. Yeah, Julien. Je. Je. Je m'appelle Julien. My name is Julien. <laughs> of course it is. Perfect. Yeah. Um, I think the easiest hack, though, to remind people that and could be very applicable at home is small dice. Think about squaring off your pinky finger nail. Like, look at your pinky finger nail. And if you oh, perfectly yeah. squared it off, that's generally a small dice. 
Medium dice is usually your thumbnail. So if you take your thumbnail, square it off, you're around the right range. Fucking That's cute. cool. I, mean, I don't want I don't want Kayla to literally do it. This is she's capable. Don't this cut is, the tip of your finger off. This is too <laughs> real world for me. Those examples are too real world. I mean, same. Too soon. I live in oh, a yeah. household. I live in a household where somebody cut the tip of their finger off. All right, too soon, guys. I didn't I didn't think about my audience. <laughs> Bad taste. Very yeah. bad taste. Jeez. Yes. Yes. Just kidding. That's a hey. good. That's a good rule of thumb. No, oh. Not to. Not to. <laughs> good one. Um, not to jump ahead here, but in the next chapter, I see the word oblique, and I yes. am into that because um, it's a muscle. Yes. <laughs> but we're not go. That we're not going that far. Hi, I'm back engaged. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're done now. I know, I said not to jump ahead. We'll get to the muscles next week. 